Hey, hey, hey. I am so excited to be back with you. I've actually missed you guys. I just want to tell you happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Want to thank God for you. Want to thank God for all of the downloads that we have counted from salutations and impartations. We are so grateful for your support. And more than anything, we're grateful that you would hear or take time to hear the voice of God through us. These, these 30 minutes are 30 minutes of empowerment. They are 30 minutes of transformation. And really, they are 30 minutes of a time filled with love and grace. And so I am your host, Soul Care Coach Antoine Braggs, and I am super duper excited to be with you. We had a little bit of a delay. I've been a little busy, and we had a few things to come into play that prevented me from coming and releasing our broadcast right then on on Wednesday. But I tell you what, that's the reason why we are so grateful that we are releasing to you two for one because we value you we value your time and we want to make sure you always have what you need so that you can maneuver through your week we normally do it I, like i said i told you happy wednesday because we normally have these broadcasts where you would get them during the hump day so i don't care what hump that you find yourself facing right now we are going to help you get over that hump with a rhema word and that's just a word that's cut to the continuity of who you are a word spoken in due season a word that's fitly spoken and so we are so grateful this this i tell you what to do salutations and impartations is the joy of my life so i'm excited to come to you and to deliver this particular episode right here i want to encourage you at the top of the broadcast that you would follow me i want you to go follow me on clubhouse i am on clubhouse ag braggs zero one and i'm also on facebook by my name if you just look up my name you'll find me on facebook you can come follow me or you can just follow my public figure page where you keep up with the content that i'm consistently sharing and God has given me so much grace uh, for different platforms. So if you would just unveil yourself and just chill out and just relax and come, you know, and just listen to what the Lord is saying during this time. I am always pouring because God is always pointing to me. And once he pours into me, I love to share it with my audience, no matter what uh, place you find yourself within the audience whether it's on facebook whether it's on clubhouse or whether it's right here on the podcast so i am elated i can't say it enough i told you i was excited now i'm telling you i'm elated i'm exuberant you know <laughs> my heart is just so full because i'm excited to share with you today so we were in first corinthians i could not get away from this and i don't know why God keeps taking me back to this other than there are so many of us that need to be reminded of the importance of a love walk and so many of us that are maybe conflicted or confused about what a real love walk looks like and so I love the fact that the Bible consistently gives us information and revelation insight and understanding you know and from that we get the courage to function because now we understand how something works we understand like when we say god is love we get to understand as we break down the essence of love it's his nature it's his being but we get to see the fruit of it so today i'm going to talk to you about the fruit of love 
I'm just going to pick back up. We kind of left off in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. I'm going to pick up on verse 4. Verse 4. I'm picking up on verse 4. And you know, I've been reading out of the Passion Translation because the Passion Translation is a huge game changer. The Passion Translation really, really. I, I tell you what. Uh, to read its language and the passion that it exudes it is like the passion of christ you could feel it you could tangibly feel the expression as this was penned that there was such a presence of the lord on it so i want to encourage you strongly if you don't already have the passion translation i cannot wait till they get the passion translation in the old testament i'm praying for i'm believing god for it but until we get there we have it for the new testament so i get so excited when i get to teach out of the passion translation so the passion translation first corinthians chapter number 13 verse number four says love is large wait a minute <laughs> let me finish this love is large and incredibly patient so love is massive love is huge love is big come on love is massive love is huge love is big and so I'm so appreciative that love is large. You can't miss it, in other words. When it's really love, you cannot miss it. It exudes. It's, it, listen, it's experienced as, it's ex, as it is expressed, and it's incredibly patient. And that's how we know most of the time we can see love demonstrated through a vessel because we recognize that they have a patience with people that most people don't have. And but when you really exude agape, when you really exude the, the God kind of love, then you automatically become a patient person because what you carry, what you're carrying inside of you is patient. Love is patient. And I love the way the Passion Translation breaks it down. It says it's incredibly patient, which means that that's the reason why the Bible says if you see your brother overtaken in a fault, he that is spiritual, go restore him. You can't even restore an individual if you're not full of love. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin and transgression. Hallelujah. So we bless God that love is so incredibly important. And we, we, we people of patience. We are people of patience. When we are really born again believers that have cultivated a love walk, we begin to be patient with some of the most difficult things. Have you ever had a difficult person that you had to deal with and you implemented patience and you saw that situation and that person completely change? Well, that's the way that we are going to see the world change. We are going to have to implement a level of patience that they may not see it on that on their job. You may be the only person on your job right now that people are faced with. Hallelujah. That shows the true, authentic love of God because they see patience in your life with them they may not find anybody else that they can come to on their job or anybody in their family <clears throat> excuse me but when they look in your direction they know that you can be trusted because of the patience that you have implemented with them on a consistent basis so beloved let's be patient as we as we embrace love <laughs> and the ingredients that it takes in order for us to love effectively let's embrace patience because it says love is large and incredibly patient goes on to say love is gentle 
some of us we we were brought up rough tough skin you know rough necks i mean we just a tough people some of us hallelujah and especially uh some of us as men we rough around the edges we're tough because we were taught to be to be strong and to be rough and to be tumble and to you know and to fight and to protect and all these things right here and so if we're not careful we will not have the attribute that is necessary for people to feel god the attribute that is necessary for people to feel god so be gentle i didn't say be weak gentleness is not weakness it's being sensitive it's being sensitive to people it's being sensitive to the moving of the spirit that doesn't mean that people get to manipulate you or get over on you but it does mean that you have a sensitive spot inside of you that all of you is not a hard shell that you're not the toughest person in the room you may be the toughest person in the room emotionally because you may be able to handle so much because god has brought you through so much you may be the toughest person in the room when it comes to spirituality because god may have developed you so strongly but when it comes to being gentle you have got to pay attention to this i know what it's like to be rough listen i'm aggressive so i know what it's like to be tough to be rough but i had to learn how to be gentle and i let the lord teach me holy spirit will teach you how to be gentle because holy spirit is a gentle man and so he will always teach you how to be gentle because he is the one that lays out the carpet for us excuse me he is the one that gets doors for us that's why the bible says that he's able to open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open god is able to do that father but the way he does that in the earth he does it through the holy spirit which is the most gentle one in the earth he's a person a personality and he loves to embody us so that he could be gentle through us and so we know when you have allowed the holy spirit to take root in you because just like this passage of scripture says you you become gentle because love is gentle and consistently kind to all not just kind when you feel good but kind when you don't feel good i mean i can what baffles me about this is that i was least likely in these areas which means that it took me a while to get to these places where i would become a living sacrifice and one of the ways to do that is that i had to learn that it is okay to be kind to people even when they're rude to you it is okay to not have a comeback or a clapback for everybody that comes at you the wrong way if you listen the bible says that a soft answer turns away wrath so there are certain things that you can say that will turn away the wrath and so i really just encourage you that as you continue to maneuver through life and as we continue to become that church without spot or wrinkle let there be a consistency in our kindness to all people not just people that you like not just people that like you not just people that treat you well or, or people that you treat well and so therefore there's a reciprocity simply because you treat them where they treat you back well but what about that rank center that treats you wrong what about that spouse that talks to you any kind of way i mean i'm not talking about just being being verbally abusive but does not handle you with care and you still have to be kind well, what about that child that disrespects and dishonors you it's difficult sometimes to deal with people but if you really want god to develop your love walk 
you have got to deal with difficult people i know many of us hate that i said that you almost feel like apostle don't say that again or or a soul care coach don't tell me that again because i have too many difficult people in my life and i was thinking in for 2022 that i was get away from difficult people newsflash you're not if you're look if you want to develop a strong love walk you need difficult people to help you do that you don't really know that you're loving like Christ until somebody challenges your resolve. And so God will often allow you to be around people that are extremely difficult. Man, I can't tell you how many people have been difficult, but I thank God for them because they taught me how to carry myself. I made up in my mind that I am going to be kind to people even when they're unkind to me. That's a difficult thing to do. But after you have done it a while, as it states you should do it consistently, after you have done it a while, it becomes a normal part of you. It becomes a natural inclination. It's not, it, this is something that you just automatically do because it becomes a part of you. It becomes a good habit. There are habits that we can form that are good habits. All habits are not bad habits. Being kind to nasty people is a good habit to have because God will bless you for the stuff you endure for him. To be able to walk in that type of fruit, the fruit of love is so important. So I'm going to go on reading. It says, I'm going to read this over. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, when blessings come to someone else. It refuses to be jealous when blessings comes to someone else. You got to challenge yourself because as long as you are a believer and you have other believers around you, you are going to see, witness, experience somebody else being blessed and nothing happening in your world. Sometimes God will allow that to happen just so that you can see what's in your heart. We have got to get in a place where we allow love to just seep deep into our soul. We have to absorb it. We, we have to contemplate it. We have to cultivate it. We have to marinate in it. Because if you don't, you are subject because your flesh is always fighting. It's always fighting people. It's always fighting you. It's always fighting the will of God. It's at enmity with God. And a part of the fruit of the flesh is jealousy. So when you are not excited about other people winning, you might need to check that because you may say because they didn't treat you right or they didn't handle you well or they was negative in a, in a season in your life and now you feel some type of way so you find it hard to support them or you find it hard to clap for them. Then what you are really telling us is that love has not found a landing place in you because this clearly tells us that love refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else if you are struggling with watching someone else be blessed with even helping someone else be blessed then you are outside of where god can cover you or use you because you are outside of the love of god and we have got to be a people that celebrate one another I have never seen so much jealousy in the church in all of my life. And I'm not that old. You know that because you've been talking to me now for weeks. And so I've expressed to you that I'm in my early 40s. So, you know, I'm not that old. But to see, to be in the church for 20 years and to see how people are so jealous of one another, how it's almost like crabs in a barrel. One get up and the other one pull them down. 
we have got to change the trajectory of the way that things are going God is building his kingdom today. So we have got to change the way we gather, the way we handle people when we gather, you know? And, and so you have no reason to be jealous of other people. No reason. So allow God to perfect love in your heart so that you can understand that the same love that God is asking you to give, he gives to you daily. Whether you receive it or not, it's always there. He loves you with an everlasting love. By loving kindness, he drew you for you, you to even make the decision to become a believer. So what do you think that's happening now at this stage in your life? God is so eager to get love through you because he got love to you. But if you stop it up because you are jealous of people when they win, then you have misunderstood your role and responsibility as a believer in the earth. We have got to start loving unconditionally. So let me go on. It says that love does not brag about one's achievements you know it's one thing to celebrate where god has brought you from and to honor the lord and appreciate the fact that he didn't have to do it like this but he did but it's a whole nother level when you brag about your achievements and i see so many people i hate to keep saying that because i also see a lot of people doing it the right way so i don't want to be i'm not a basher of the church or i'm not a person that always points out what's wrong you know but one of the things that i think is critical is that we understand this that we cannot be bragging about our own achievements you know i achieve things daily now i mean and i'm amazed i stand in awe it is my honor and appreciation that god would use me in any capacity considering where i came from and what i came out of you know but when i think about when i just think of the goodness of god towards me i may want to share a testimony but i don't brag you know it's the heart posture it's it's the being proud you know um it's about being too prideful you know, and prideful people are always bragging. They're always looking for a, a brag getting right. They're always looking for a way to brag about something that they did or accomplished or, or any of those things right there. But when I look at this, let me read the text again. Love does not brag about one's achievements, nor inflate its own importance. I think about the scripture that says, let another man praise you and not your own lips there is an inflation that happens you know you and we've got to be careful about this you got to watch this because it's subtle it'll sneak into you and you not even realize it this is one of the reasons why i stay in prayer because i recognize that as god begins to elevate and bring opportunity it's so easy to get into this whole mode to feel like god is using you he's not really using other people and you're so important you're so wonderful and then you miss your mission the purpose of why god is even elevating you raising you up giving you favor you know and before you know it you have become to brag on yourself and then god leaves you you know you when you start bragging on you god backs up because you are no longer operating in love and that's the essence of who he is and you created in his image and in his likeness but he said when you nor inflate your own importance and then it goes on to say in verse five love does not traffic oh my in shame and disrespect wait a minute love does not traffic in shame or disrespect i want that to i want you to think about that for a moment hmm. 
Hmm. It does not traffic in shame and disrespect. So God is not, when you are operating in shame or even shaming other people, when you are operating in a high level of disrespect, mm -mm. it's not love. And we have to check that because there is such a easy route that is provided for us to shame people, to be ashamed, and to be disrespectful. We have got to get in a place where we respect the vessel that God has made us and the vessel that God has made other people. Disrespect is far from love. Walking in shame or projecting shame on other people is far from love. I'm not saying don't hold people accountable because they need to be. But I'm saying we don't whip people with their stories and we don't mishandle people with great levels of disrespect. Nor selfishly seek its own honor. Wait a minute. So I'm going to read it in its totality. Verse 5. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. You know, it's scary where we are today. People would rather seek their own honor than honor who is in front of them. One of the things that I have just fixed in my heart in this season, and it took me a while to get, I've always felt like this for the majority of my walk as a believer. Honor was always a big deal for me, especially leaders that went before me. Like, But in this, in this last, um, you know, little segment of my life, I have just really realized that God don't just want me to honor my leaders that went before me. He want me to honor vessels that come alongside me. He want me to honor contemporaries that are with me, building in my day, in my in, in my in the stage, sometimes in the same stage as me, same age bracket. You know, some people are people that, you know, they are not doing that because we know age has nothing to do with what you are building. It has nothing to do with it, right? It's an appreciation if you are older and you are wise, but you could be older and foolish. So it has nothing to do with age. But when I think about how God began to show me how to be extremely honorable, it just, it melted my heart. It floored me. It humbled me. And I began to realize that God is so amazing. And to honor people is to position your life for favor. So, you know, just like we're talking about dishonor, and just like we're talking about people honoring themselves or focusing on themselves or seeking their own honor, because sometimes, you know, you, you have to realize this. Sometimes you are encountering people that people that try to make you honor them. These are people that God is not honoring because of the heart posture, because they have sought their own honor. They don't get any honor. And the honor that they get is because it was forced. And I don't know about you. I don't want to operate in a forced honor. 
I don't even want to receive a forced honor, much less be the person that's operating in an honor that's forced. So we bless God that we are learning the ingredients. We're learning what not to do and we're learning what to do. It says love is not easily irritated. Man, look, I know that was a season in my life. I was not a loving person. You're talking about people get on my nerves and irritate me quickly. Man, look, I would have to spend like three hours in prayer and the word before I even talk to people. Honestly, because of so many traumatic experiences that I had had down through my life, I didn't realize how they affected me so deeply. And so that's one of the reasons why I do soul care. Shameless book. You need to be involved in my soul care community. I have one on Facebook. I now have one on Clubhouse with the name The Threshing Floor. I'm telling you, God is doing a miraculous work around the world in this area. But I tell you, before God started taking me through soul care, I was very much an emotionally um, unstable person, a wreck. And God began to show me how irritated I would get. Like, I would make the excuse that people need to be in their Bible and the Word before they encounter other people. But I recognize, no, you can wake up in the wrong mood and still operate in the right mood. You can wake up feeling a wrong way, but still operate by faith in the right move until it comes. Before you even get into scripture, before you even get into prayer, I also started to meditate on scripture so that even when I go to sleep and I wake up, you know, and I, and I wake up, no matter how I feel, I know what the truth is. And so I begin to meditate on stuff even before I get into the word and it changes me. It changes how I respond to life. It changes how I respond to people. And honestly, I didn't think I would ever get to that level. I just want to be honest with many of you because sometimes you hear people talking spiritual things and you think, but look at you, you know, you're wonderful. But no, the truth is, is that I thought that I would probably always have those deep feelings that were made me feel, you know, angry or hurt or sad or wounded. You know, and those 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 things changed. They changed as I began to cultivate my love walk and as I began to allow God to bring fruit out of me. So the fruit of love began to leap up out of me. And I began to see that I am not always going to be here. And so I stopped being easily irritated. Like people say stuff to me now. Anybody that know me back then or even know me in the middle of my life, they would know that would be a fight go right there or get you told go right there. Or back when I was younger and I used to fight physically, I'm about to hit you because you are not going to treat me like this. Or if I'm irritated, I'm going to let you know I'm irritated, you know. But now I realize that emotions lie. And then if I am irritated about something, I know that I need to process it before I open up my mouth about it. And that takes courage and that takes maturity. And so anyway, let me go on. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Man, we have got to, you know, John Bevere says that uh, he writes the book Bait of Satan. He said that, that the bait of Satan is the spirit of offense. That offense, that, that, that thing that you think is so small and insignificant, you just feel like you just don't feel somebody. And nine times out of ten, you are offended by something, whether it's the way they carry themselves or what they said or what they did. 
you know, or how they handled a situation that you were privy to. And sometimes you walk around with the spirit of offense on you, with a deep offense in your heart. And you have a deep offense in your heart towards people. And that's not love. Matter of fact, God can't even, you can't even receive the love of God with a spirit of offense in you, much less give it to other people. So it says, verse 6 says, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter. And I'm going to hang my hat here. No, I'm not. I'm going to read one more verse after this. I want to say this. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. When I tell you that when God did this for me, he made me a safe person. Therefore, because he made me safe, I now develop safe places. Everywhere I go, I create safe places now. And I, the only way that I can do that is love has marinated in me. That I'm a living epistle, that I'm read of all men. That men can look at my life and look at me and recognize that I am indeed a safe place. I'm not a perfect place, but I'm a safe place. I'm a shelter for many because I have now become the embodiment of the love of God. I am not perfect. I, every day I don't feel like dealing with people sometimes. You know, there are a lot of things that I can say that lets you know that I'm human. But I got to tell you this. Is that I realized when people would not save places for me, I realized I never wanted to do that to other people, which makes me lean into God more and humble myself more so that I can understand what it's like to be a safe place. We got to be safe places in this hour. And the final verse that I'm going to use today, which is verse number. Wait, it's still verse seven. I'm sorry. The B clause of it. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. So we are not going to be defeated in this hour. You know that your love walk has increased when now you don't give up easily. You know, so many people have the spirit of give up on them. Tell them, I'm not giving up. I'm not backing up. I'm not giving in. I'm not turning over my stuff. I'm not allowing the enemy to wreak havoc in my family, in my business, in my ministry. I'm not allowing him to do it even in my company. Because some of you are in leadership in a company. And you cannot allow these things to happen. You are a person that is the personification of love. And so if you are that, you have to know that the love of God that's down on the inside of you, it never takes failure as defeat. So you will not fail in this season of your life because you have cultivated your love walk and you will never give up. I am so care coach Antoine Braggs and I am so delighted that you allowed me to come into your home, into your vehicle, into whatever place that you are listening to me at, at your job while you're working out. I am so honored that you would allow my voice to be that voice that God uses as an echo into your ear so that your future could be different because of what God is doing through our time together on this particular podcast, Salutations and Impartations. It is my honor to talk to you, and I can't wait. You need to you need to make sure you let other people know to download this episode, The Fruit of Love. 
I'm so excited about it. So grateful for Charisma Podcast Network for constantly providing a beautiful platform for many of us to share the heartbeat of God. I will talk to you. Look, Be on the lookout because there's another broadcast coming to you as a bonus to catch us up. I love you and I'll talk to you real, real soon.